everyone and welcome back to TBO. Today's episode was going to be something and then it wasn't something and now it's creepy pastas because it's Halloween, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yes it is, yeah. That's that's how the internet works. You do you plan on doing something big and elaborate and then it all falls through and then you delay it and now you have to do something else because you do a weekly podcast. And so now we do creepy pastas on the internet. Also for those who aren't aware it was three attempts to do record this intro. Danny is currently sat on a squeaky chair, and we're doing a topic which just involves us reading articles off the internet. Reading short stories of creepypastas. So this, this hey. episode is going to be great. Yeah. So the first one we're going to be doing is the darkness in the rearview mirror. Uh, and let's go. Let's see if these are scary or creepy or whatever the fuck a creepypasta is meant to be. I don't know. No, I don't actually I, know what it is until you brought it up. Well, creepy. I feel like creepypastas are meant to be like scary internet stories that people just tell and they get spread around because they're either so ridiculously stupid that no one would believe them as a real thing, or they're just made up stories, or they're meant to be real stories that actually happen. So, in the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on a Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was unusual, uh, oh fuck! <laughs> As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roar of the tires on pavement and a dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance. Okay, I hate how people write, man. It's so annoying. Yes, it's like the most condescending thing in the world. And the most awful thing is, we are probably two of the worst people to read things off the internet. Oh yeah, and I hate pretentious writing, and these are all, these are probably going to be very pretentious, like, hey, look, this is, I'm just going to fucking not get to the point and just <laughs> fill up. <laughs> I stole a glance into the middle rear view mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. Wow, it was dark. Shocking. <laughs> Who would have thought it was night? <laughs> As is usual at night, Dan. I know that I looked backwards and saw nothing. You've already mentioned you looked backwards because you looked in your middle rear view mirror. I'm sure of it. Just the seemingly endless blackness of the night again with the blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline adrenaline rushes <laughs> like when you think that you see a person outside your bedroom window then it's just a treat never had that experience <laughs> what, <the fuck? laughs> what, what do your trees look like <laughs> or when you start when or when you start awake at night i think it means stay stay away i don't know that it says it's start you, awake at I, night I'm pretty sure with the feeling of falling awake. no startle i think it's meant to be when you startle awake and no, i feel stay awake at night or maybe it's you know when you yeah when you start awake when you the feeling of falling you know when you have that sun fall when you I've wake never up. heard that phrase before start on awake well I don't think they know what they're saying <laughs> <laughs> really I didn't realize <laughs> also they go now we're going back ten seconds because ten seconds earlier nothing had been behind me suddenly a car I drove the rest of the way home shivering knowing something was off the next morning I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time I, that I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one, by some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me with, 
within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it, Dan. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility 2. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to my left. However, something large and wide as black as night had been clinging to the rear of my car, obscuring my view through the mirror, oh, a window, and leaving deep scratches on the side. And I had inadvertently driven it home with me. <gasps> or... And that's all the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be a great rest of the episode. It's going to be a long half hour. It's really... <laughs> Or, here's the other option. It was late at night, so you were tired, so you just didn't see the car? Yeah, and potentially they didn't have their headlights on, then suddenly realised that they had didn't have their headlights on, turned their headlights on, and went, yep, fucking go around. Also, the scratches were already there. You didn't notice them until that moment, you know? Yeah. It's a bit of a coincidence. Anyway, do you want to go on to instant messaging? Yes, then? I guess get instant messaging. My turn to cock up the story. And here we go. It all started. A creepy voice. <clears throat> it all started on the 14th. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. don't do that. <laughs> don't fine. do that. <clears throat> that's not how you want to do No, that didn't go well. <laughs> okay, you it all started, started on the... <laughs> I can put my voice modulo on. That's what no. <laughs> Let's just get on. <laughs> it all I want started... to read more of these shit stories. Yeah, we, you mean, that's what everyone wants, isn't it? It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. I know. Incredible, right? It was a wonderful sunny day, if memory serves. Oh, so it's not black. No, it's not black. It's sunny. <laughs> it's the opposite. Surprisingly, warm for before warm the beginning for of spring. Warm for the beginning of spring. What? Uh, okay, that does make sense. I just didn't read it right. Warm. Surprisingly warm for before. I know, that's definitely wrong. That sentence is wrong. Yeah, the, the warm for before is not a sentence. Surprisingly warm before. Warm for before. I think they added before. Warm for the beginning of spring, not warm for before. They added before, which doesn't need to be there. Wait, warm before the beginning of spring, so warm for winter. No, I think it's warm. No, but if warm it's warm for, for the beginning. For the beginning of spring. So no, it, it's be- I think it's surprisingly warm for the beginning of spring. Let's go I don't with think- Let's go with that. I don't think before needs to be there. <laughs> We're getting hung up on the fucking sentence structures what of these. Right, the beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at their favourite Italian restaurant. Ah, yes, oh, the wow, creepypasta. You... <laughs> yeah. Actually, a creepypasta here. The most, like, 20 years of marriage. How do we celebrate? Italian. That's, always, that's how I'm going to celebrate mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was five fifty. Someone's screaming in the background. Someone's scared of the story. <laughs> Bloody hell! That's scared. So I had my best suit on. It was five thirty-three, and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I'd received a message. That's strange. I thought that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. The guy's alone. <laughs> no one loves him. <laughs> oh, it gets better, Dad. It gets better. <laughs> oh dear. It was for my mum. It was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but through the vocabulary stew. 
I could make out a legible phrase. Please help me. It should go without saying that this worried me greatly. So I immediately replied, are you okay? Just as instantly. Instantly. Got another text which reads, oops, pocket text. And a sign of the sigh of relief. I had continued to prepare myself. Oh, is that a pocket text? Aren't they at the parents' wedding anniversary? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, they, they should. No, I think he's on his way. Okay. A few minutes later, I had received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text once again. It was a massive mixture of letters and numbers, with the phrase, please help me, concealed within. Creepy though it was, my dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was joking around. Until I was sent another text message saying, oops, pocket text. Now this sparked panic. Sure, unmistakable panic. How does that bit cause you panic? Like, I think because it happened twice, which probably means they got abducted. Both texted it, and then he said, I'm okay. Oh, maybe, yeah. I didn't think about that. I would just go... <laughs> like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please help me. They pocket texted me, though. Yeah, sure, that you, makes you sense. You would have gone, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Pure, anyway. unmistakable panic. <laughs> exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. Well, it could be. They're just playing a big joke. <laughs> They're like, this fucker gets no messages. Let's text him the same thing. <laughs> Let's get the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, in a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I was stopped by the police officer. Main roads closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realised what had just happened. I demanded to see the wreckage. A request I'm surprised I was allowed. Why would you be allowed to see that? Yeah, what? <laughs> I think, oh, why would they... When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of my car that caught my eye, nor the flames blowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, it was horrified to see the lifeless corpses of my mother, father and sister. I asked for the estimated time of deaths. All three of them were killed instantly. The collision at 5.32. Because he got the messages at 5.33. So they texted him a minute before they were already dead? A minute after they were dead. Well, that makes no sense. Well, the ghosts sent the messages, Dan. The cold corpse. Then why would they say, oops, I'm okay? They don't. They say, oops, pocket text. Oops, pocket text. Yeah, it makes no sense. sense. There's no no logic behind this. Yeah, like, I know. What is it supposed to be? It's I could understand if they were abducted or whatever, but... Yeah. But it's meant to be, oh, they get... If it was just, please help me, it would have been fine. But it's the fact that they say, oops, pocket text. And then it's yeah, like, it just makes no sense. Yeah. I reckon they just killed themselves so they didn't have to deal with this fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, son's such a lifeless dickhead. Let's just end it all and fucking text him to a minute before we off ourselves. Oh, Dan, have you ever had roommates? Are you ready for roommate troubles? Oh, I've never had roommates, but let's go for it. I'm having a roommate at the moment, and it's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> This actually happened to me a few years back at the University of Arts in Philadelphia. My sophomore year, I roomed with a girl named Kara. She was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. We had a small room on the sixth floor of the dormitory called a Juniper Hall. The walls were thin and her last night's singing and voice practices... Oh, I think it meant late night. And her late night singing and voice practices would keep me up late after a month or so of lost sleep. I convinced her to move her last night practices to the music studio in the Merriam Theatre building a block away. I'm not going to lie. This story's already quite long. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of waffle. 
Right. This dude clearly has a fucking crush on this girl, and it's like, ah, oh, fucking hate your singing, but you're really hot. So can you fuck off so I can actually just jack off in the room? <laughs> why? Why did your brain go to this? Because it's trying not to be scared, Dad. And <laughs> what's better emotion to combat scared is horny. <laughs> Every horror movie is horny versus scary. So that is true. That is true. Uh, around 8 a.m. one evening. I'm get- oh eight yeah eight one evening. Okay, so 8 p.m. Don't <laughs> just type 8 p.m. It, like yeah, but don't type it as 8 a.m. then because it's 8.00. It should be 20.00. Or just say 8 p.m. Yeah, or say 8 p.m. one evening. Kara <laughs> announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home until around midnight. Great, I thought. That means I can jack off to her in my bed early. <laughs> It doesn't say that. It says I could go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in acting studio and was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said goodnight and left. Coffee and sheet music in hand. I made some grilled cheese and soup. Classic university meal. Gobbled it down and immediately began to prepare for bed. By the time I got out the shower, my eyelids were so heavy I could hardly brush my teeth. I pulled on my PJs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out in the suit. Oh, do you know what? It didn't even occur to me. This could be a girl. It probably is. Yeah, it makes more sense if this is a girl. Okay. Actually, uh, no, can't assume gender. It's 2021. Okay. Also, yeah. how does eyelids stop you from brushing your teeth? Because you can't see. You don't see to brush your teeth. You do if you don't want to go up your nose. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing with a toothbrush? Mm. How, how can you How can you your mouth that badly? Well, you're finding a hole. You just need to find a hole. Just finding a hole. Oh yeah. no! If there's a woman, it's even worse. It's just... <laughs> so many extra holes. It's an electric toothbrush. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, because it doesn't actually say we're wrong with a boy or girl. I think it makes more sense because I don't think universities would do co-ed. Oh, they do. They do. Did they? Yeah. I don't know. I've not been. Especially America. I would have thought America would be like puritanical. I don't know America, but definitely over here they do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out as soon as my head hit the pillow. I should take a second to describe the layout of our apartment. Oh, boy. Like, apartment layouts. I really hope this made some to the story, because if it doesn't, I'm going to be so angry. (laughs) When entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom was inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. UArts is nice in the sense that you don't have to share bathrooms. Wow, thank you for that detail. Thank, anyway, thank you so I woke much. up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes and groggily checked my phone. Midnight on the dot. Ooh. Ooh. I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed, checking to see if I'm actually asleep. I thought she flopped down on the bed below me, which was strange as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Then again, exams were just around the corner, and we were all... Exhausted with an E, all ex- all with an E. The mattress below me creaked and then was silent. I couldn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off again. I was just on the edge of deep sleep when I was startled awake again by a noise: a key in the lock, the door opening, and Kara entering our apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress below me creaked. I am so pissed off again. Why did the bedroom need to be described yeah. <laughs> i'm actually oh, i'm so angry i'm so angry why you just wasted my time and this is another marble what if episode where it doesn't end yeah sure. <laughs> i mean give him a job at marvel no that's just pissed me off i 
how? Why? What goes through your brain and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to describe my apartment. But does it make a difference? Absolutely not. Because damn bullshit details make horror. D- does it? No, it doesn't. But that's what people on the internet think. It just pisses me off. Why? Mm-hmm. I just threw something on my monitor. I shouldn't have done that. Dan, do you know what pisses me off? Kids in the dark. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story. Growing up poor in the Deep South, I'm not doing a Deep South accent, meant sharing a lot with my little brother. Ollie, most often we pass toys, clothes, and skin conditions between us. What? You're passing skin conditions between you? <laughs> Chicken pox? <laughs> You're transferring eczema between you? Sexually transmitted diseases between the children. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird fucking <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, up until he was six, we had shared... We haven't even shared a bed. Well, that's probably why you're sharing skin conditions. <laughs> and sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, neither of us were happy about it. Well, I'm not surprised. Why would you want... A six-year-old doesn't know fucking better than that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. It was my tenth birthday when that changed. I got you one just present. Said it was six. Yeah, it was my tenth birthday when I got that changed. I got one present that year, and it was a bed of my own. Ollie was you jealous. You said it was up until you were six. That's true. Said up until he was six, we even shared a bed. And then now he's saying it's ten. No, four years. Did, did neither of them got a bed. Four years. One of them just slept on the floor. <laughs> and neither of them got a bed. That's what it was, right? Ollie was jealous right away, and I could understand why, why. he had. To keep that half broken down frame with the worn okay. out mattress. Don't make that joke. <laughs> don't make that joke. Well, the one worn out and broken. <laughs> don't make that joke. The one I'd gotten wasn't much better, but not being broken and worn was enough. Wait, if it's not much better than. <laughs> well, it wasn't broken and worn, Dan. Yeah, but it's not much better. Also, it didn't have cum stains in it. So. Oh, I damn it! <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer would I have to suffer the sudden and unexplicable kicks to the stomach. How oh, do you kicks. sleep? <laughs> what is happening? No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressed into my neck like he steps on Dracula the night before. What is this story? <laughs> oh, do you reckon Dracula's got a step on fetish? I don't <laughs> Why does everything come back to fetishes with you? Why? Why does everything? Tentacles? I grew up on the internet, Dan. <laughs> this is what the internet is. At least that's what I thought. Right away, right after I got my new bed, the shriek started. At right. first, I thought Ollie woke up... I thought that remember... said Shrek at first. I was like, Shrek started? <laughs> ah, Shrek is oh, coming. Shrek, Shrek is left. Shrek is life. At first, I thought Ollie woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he had gotten scared. Then the sound echoed through the tiny room again and I knew it wasn't a normal cry. The room was always black as pitch after sunset. So the room was pitch black. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) the stupidest way to describe it. (laughs) Oh, it's always as black as a pitch. You know those basketball pitches or those cricket pitches? They're always black. (laughs) (laughs) The one window we had was pressed against a long leaf pine and the biggest, brightest moon cast no light inside. The shriek just drove about... You know, that's not right. The shriek just about drove me crazy. Every night, probably at the exact same time, the sharp yelps would knock me Somebody right out of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my mum or dad yelling either. I knew 
what that sounded like. Believe me. <laughs> How do you know what your parents yelling at? This is kids coming from a broken home. Wait, kids are screaming. You know all the parents screaming as well. Yeah, I know. What's it's, going on? This kid's coming from a broken home. If his parents are yelling all the time. Yeah, this is a mental one. His mom's getting abused by the dad. Oh my god. I knew what that sounded like. Believe me, most worrying of all was the fact I could never tell where it was coming from. It seemed completely random. It was in his head. <laughs> one night, it had come from somewhere near the closet. The next, it had... It's a sexual repression coming It out. had shoot out from a corner of the ceiling. Any hope I'd have of finding moon space would get dashed every time Ollie went silently slip into the bed with me. <laughs> oh! Shaking like crazy. <laughs> Oh, my brain went somewhere so dark it didn't <laughs> want to come back out. <laughs> oh, that sentence is so bad. <laughs> you if the on... word bed wasn't in there, it would have been so much better. <laughs> 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 into me. He <laughs> <laughs> oh. clasped onto me and wouldn't let go until it was almost daybreak. Most times... Why is why is this kid coming back into it? This has all been him on his own and now suddenly the brother's in. Most time I take his hand and tell him everything was going to be okay, that I'd never be... It would be over by morning. But I was never really sure. Over time, the shriek... Oh, I'm an idiot. What? Okay, I know how we were saying um, the age difference, the 10 years, the four-year gap between beds. Mm. It has just occurred to me, he's probably 10 and Ollie's probably 6. Ah, yes. So up, up until he was six, and on my 10th birthday. Ah. Yeah. Don't know why my brain thought they were the same age. To be fair, I followed you. I followed you, so. Perfect. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, let's get back to this twat. <laughs> <laughs> One night, it had come somewhere near the... Cl- uh, no, we had that bit. He got up to shrieking, shaking like crazy. He'd clasp onto me and wouldn't let go until it, it was almost daybreak. Over time, the shriek started changing. At first, it was only by small degrees, but eventually it took over the primal hooting sound of the primate calling out its fears <laughs> warning. <laughs> what? <laughs> the primal hooting of what animal hoots? The primate. Uh, <laughs> just a primate. <laughs> Not his dad. I had to clasp my pillows to my ears just to keep from going deaf. Mum and Dad never believed me or Ollie, basically because the thing, whatever it was, refused to make a peep when they were in the room. Apparently, they couldn't hear it when through the walls, even though it was damned sure loud enough. The shriek just got worse and worse until I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Me and Ollie were doing really bad in school and we just had no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply with my head propped up and my eyes open in the middle of the class than in my own room at night. That sentence was <laughs> That's way too just long. school. <laughs> That's just school. Then thankfully, we moved out of the house nearly a year later. I had contemplated all sorts of things, even child's suicide. clumsy contempt of oh, suicide. Oh, fuck, it actually says suicide. <laughs> What's going what on? What 10 year old's thinking about suicide? <laughs> Damn, that kid must be so depressed. <laughs> God. Like, suicide is not a thing that I should joke about, but fucking ten-year-olds are not contemplating suicide. I mean, if they are, that's a terrible family. Oh no, Peppa Pig got cancelled. Fucking rip it. 
To get away from the horrific nightly noise, there was no problem at the next house. It was a nice white cookie cutter home on the dead end street and I welcomed the normalcy. What's more, when we moved in, there was a bunk bed waiting for me and Ollie. Ah, the bunk bed from the last one. (laughs) No more broken bed, no more second bed. I ended up having to share anyway. The only problem was deciding who to get the top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten a new bed. No, that means you don't deserve it, you crap. And he ruined it by coming anyway. He said, what he... So he said, I never did that. I had always wondered whether Ollie stopped for a second. I would share my own bed. Now I had the answer. (laughs) It's a demon going into his bed at night, shrieking. It's a demon that said into him, not his brother. Oh, he thought it was his brother. Yeah. Uh, okay. That wasn't clear at all. It was to me. I didn't... I, I, I missed... Oh, boy, this is a word I don't know how to pronounce. <clears throat> ah, let's go for it. The one Irofage. <laughs> That's definitely not how you say that word. <laughs> The O N E I R. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I find A G E. How do you pronounce it, Dan? Hang on, hang on, hang on with that. We're getting there. I'm going. Onirophage. 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 Dan, let's go back to a simpler time. In the late 40s of the last century. Don't know why you need to add that detail. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much (laughs) chaff in these things, it's unreal. After a decade of private research involving experiments with binaural beat brainwave frequencies. Ah, oh, yes. Why ASMR. did I get the one with a lot of sciencey words and bullshit? <laughs> Extrasensory cognition and rare extracts of a South American vine. Dr. Thomas Rosner perfected a technique whereby one could actually intrude into the psyche and see others another's thoughts. Despite having exhaustively documented his right rigorous work, he could find no institution that would even offer to review it. Forced to sell his invention... What did he fucking invent? A device where you can see someone's thoughts. Oh. That's just fucking Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's just Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) This man just created social media in the 40s. Bloody hell. People just fucking tell their thoughts. Or a podcast. <laughs> TFE, go check us out. Uh, he found... Yeah, he forced his earlier inventions. He found by word of mouth among those through whom he'd procured narcotics and a prospective buyer, the Piet Noir of old New York family, Mr. John M. Dune. Hey, that movie's out. A voyeuristic connoisseur of the supernatural and the obscene who had squandered his idle youth in the great libraries of Paris, those catacombs of departed authors rummaging among their hordes of dusty and obsolete workers, a literary ghoul who was disturbed with profane fingers, the carnal houses of decay. This dude fucking does not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a decayed philosophy. You don't need any of this. He readily agreed to the doctor's asking price without haggling, delighted at the prospect of exploring such a bizarre novelty. Once adept at the operation of the apparatus, Dune paid Dr. Rosen off and under an assumed name rented a shabby house within view of Sing Sing Prison. (laughs) 
It's an actual place. That cannot be an Please actual look place. it up. If that's an actual place, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> they cannot, forced the prisoners to be. sing. Oh my god, it actually is. Hell yeah, Sing Sing Correctional it? Facility in the United States. What's <laughs> it called Sing Sing? <laughs> Hell yeah. Do they force the... Is it like a musical prison? I don't know. I'm so confused. Why is it called Sing Sing? Uh, in the timeless nights while the convicts fitfully slept with the aid of a set of stolen blueprints, I thought he paid for them, and his new mind-reading device, he raided their memories cell by cell at liberty to savor the forbidden thrill of thefts, molestations, moonlight homicides in secret without remorse or consequences. Ah, yes. You want to go and look in the minds of criminals to see molestation? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a great idea. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> What's a moonlight homicide? Is that just homicides on moonlit streets? Pretty much. It's just someone killing people at night. Because oh. you have daylight homicide or moonlit homicide. Oh. So basically, is it during day or during day? night? It's be- yeah, people don't do that, do they? They just wanted to be... Oh, yes, he was moonlit. It was so Yes, nice. but we're reading a creepypasta. And creepypastas like to... Over-explain everything. Within a month, the prisoners telling each other about the nightmares from which they had all begun abruptly to awaken discovered they shared striking similarities. First processions of alligators and tortoises filled through a swamp crowded with faceless people and shrieking orchids. What? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Wait, they shared striking similarities. First Procession. They all had nightmares, but the, these were the nightmares they were had. Oh, okay. Now that was confusing. I thought these were like real things that were happening. Filled through a swamp, crowded with faceless people and shrieking orchids. Next, a shadow man at whom they looked. I thought it was just a thing to read their thoughts, not give them thoughts. That's what I thought, but apparently. Also, what was this blueprint that he had stolen? Because <laughs> it's like I thought he paid for everything, including the mind reading device or whatever it was. So where's he getting stolen blueprint? Where did that come in from? (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) A a shadow man at whom they looked directly but could never quite see would watch them in utter stillness from an empty house while invisible hands probed behind their eyes as they had to stand naked, legs locked in place, unable to run away. Their compared descriptions of the house were identical, including its location just outside the walls. By mutual agreement, it was planned that the first of them to receive parole or be released would search this house out to find if it really existed and investigate the source of their troubling dreams. Okay, what's this got to do with the doctor? I don't know. I have no idea. What is happening? I don't understand. After a few days after being free, their chosen spy was able to inform them with a smuggled message in code that not only was the house real, but he had broken into it at night and found a gaunt, moustached man in a silk smoking jacket, seated upright, head thrust back, both eyes gaping, mouth stuck open in a stiffened gasp, clenched hands gripping the arms of his chair in front of a scientific machine, a handwritten journal on the desk told the whole story of his adventures, prying unconstrained through their psyches, plundering the haunted memories of criminal after criminal, seeking ever more shameful and audacious experiences until finally he wrote on July 7th, the day before my birthday, of his overwhelming desire to witness telepathically the next execution in the prison's notorious electric chair. What? I don't get the... What? <laughs> What's the, what? I don't get it. 
What happened so, to you? So the doctor got his jollies off to psychically linking to the inmates' dreams and then got his jollies off watching someone get electrocuted and died? I don't know. I don't know what the point of that was. At least we found Sing Sing Prison's a real thing. Yeah, Sing Sing Prison. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. It's off to prison we go. Have a bucket and spade and a hand grenade. Up your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, next up we have... It started as a leak. Ooh. Now, was this anal leakage? One of my favourite jokes in any movie is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, where... One of the characters is goes. There's a leak in the boat, and then it cuts to a leak, <laughs> and it's screaming. <laughs> That's a good one. I did enjoy that one. I remember that one. The rainy season began in early summer, with definitely England. Yep. And June had been no exception. Oh, it wow, did thanks. not <laughs> surprise the man who he discovered rainwater, rainwater, dripping <laughs> from his dining room ceiling. That would be surprising. <laughs> you don't want your loot room leaking. It would be surprising no matter when in the year. Shrugging it off. <laughs> Fucking hell, what a dumbass. <laughs> your roof's leaking. Oh, yeah, that's fine. He placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. It's almost like you're getting a leak finished. Overflow, bitch. It's coming up to me. He had to dump the water out the first thing in the morning and straight after when he returned from the work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. Wow, that's that's how leaks work. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The white mm. ceiling had discolored, turning a shade a dull shade of brown. He expected the weather and realized that it would continue to rain sporadically, sporadically. over the next ten days. The man was worried about the ceiling mildewing Mildewing. (laughs) and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. As you would do when you had a leak, so just get a bucket. Not put a pot down. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bucket there for a few weeks, I sort myself out. Ah, it's still leaking and this pot's overfilling, wow. Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done, only his landlord could. It was a frustrating policy. The man called his landlord but could not reach him. He left him a few voicemails detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. Because it's his body in this roof. Ah, yeah, good call. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned... Who keeps in contact with their landlord that frequently? (laughs) No one knows. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for the damage it sustained. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned to the bedside lamp and, just vaguely, he could see an overturned table and a large shape laying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting in his hands. He He did know one thing. There had... There had been a dead body in the ceiling, and the water was saturated it so badly it caved under the weight. So far, the body was unidentified due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. While the man waited, he could he called his landlord and finally reached him. Panicking, he explained the situation. His landlord was just alarmed, and the man pleaded for him to come to the station. Oh. Well, he See, made I his it was statement. Gonna be the landlord. There's not a landlord, no. Yeah, that's surprising. Mm. Like, this would have been the prime setup for a 
the landlord to be dead. That's why you couldn't get to him. And then yeah. it was the landlord living up above. No, but there's just no, there's no the reason why couldn't then, do it. Then, yeah. The man paused as the detective <clears throat> crossed over him. He lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. The blood ran immediately cold, and his head shook with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord. No, oh, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what I about. And he had died time. over a year ago. That's not what it said to most. If his landlord is dead, then who was pretending to be him? No, sorry, his yeah, landlord being dead. That's not the most disturbing part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not disturbing that a dead body in the ceiling. No, it's more disturbing no, it's who's, that who's there's someone pretending to be, to be his landlord. No, what probably happened is. He knew the old landlord. The old landlord had died and no one had told him. And then his new landlord was changed to a different landlord. And no one could find the body. So they just put a new landlord on. And then he's ringing up his landlord. And because he's so fucking dumb, he doesn't recognize different voices. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Dan, I sat on the bus. Oh, thank you. Thank you for for the episode. (laughs) I sat on the bus on my way to school, listening to music and playing little to no attention to the other students. At one of the stops, my mind snapped back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. (laughs) 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 There's vomit on my sweat and mum's spaghetti. Uh, I looked towards the small house, Tommy's house, I thought. A hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. He's sick, I thought, paying no large amount of attention to the situation. The day flew by. I watched the local news channels after school, and what I heard paralyzed me. Tommy's entire family was murdered that day by an unknown suspect. After hearing this news, I moved back up to my room and quietly fell asleep. Wow, that's that's a weird... (laughs) After hearing my... Friend Tommy died. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to bed. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> the next day, I sat on the bus. We drove past Tommy's house, and the bus driver, unaware of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his house. As I was about to get up and explain to her what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. I sat on the bus, terrified. Dun dun dun! I hate these things so much. Yeah. Well, we got one more, Dan. One more. One more, one more. It's quite a short one. Here we go. Seaweed. My grandmother grew up in the slums of Prohibition-era Chicago. Her family lived in a small house near the harbour, and one of her earliest memories was of a particularly hot summer when, seeking a respite from the heat, she and her sister discovered a... Seldom. Seldom. I definitely did not read seldom. A seldom-used section of boardwalk. What does seldom mean? Uh, like... I don't remember. I'll look it up. You can look it up. A seldom used section of boardwork near an abandoned warehouse. Every night for several weeks, the two girls would make uh, their not way... Not often, rarely. Okay. Or not common or infrequent. Every night for several weeks, the two girls would make their way down to the docks and sit together on the edge of the pier as the sun went down. My grandmother vividly and for a time fondly recalled the feel of the seaweed between her toes and... She and her sister dangled their feet into the murky water. It was actually a nonce uh, fetish. Yeah. Do you like the feel of seaweed on your toes? Dave? No, it's disgusting. Who wants that? It is a really weird feeling. I don't like. It. Uh, who want who like if you actively want seaweed on your feet, you're weird. I don't. I don't understand people who eat seaweed, let alone how like it on their like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've got fear of seaweed to be honest. I've got fear of my sea life. Yeah. But <laughs> that aside, putting seaweed on your feet just doesn't resonate well in my head. I, I, if it was on the beach, I would actively avoid stepping on it. Mm. 
It wasn't until years later when she returned to the pier and found that the warehouse had been demolished. Curious, she made an inquiry to the Department of Planning and Development. Apparently, the warehouse had been owned by a time by the mob, who was using it as a base of operations for the local prosecution racket. Prosecution. Prostitution racket. Not prosecution. (laughs) 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 Uh, The good old prosecution racket. Getting those people prosecuted, man. It had only been uncovered when an associate began disposing of rival hookers by fitting them with concrete shoes and dumping them into the harbour. It's going to be that the seaweed was the hookers trying to grab them. Yeah, investigating officers have recently discovered nearly two dozen bodies in the waters of the saluted pier nearby. How the bodies have been discovered? A fisherman po- spotted some victims hair floating near the surface of the water, like seaweed. Oh. <gasps> What's your own fault for liking seaweed on your feet? If you didn't like seaweed on your feet, you wouldn't have had that problem, would you? I think this is like... I feel like that would have decayed, hair decays over time. Oh, wait, no, I don't know. It's a pretty shit mob, to be honest, if if it has floating that close to the surface. Yeah, like 10 foot of water, just... (laughs) It's a child, right? So their legs are going to, like, sit on a pier, like, one foot... You would see the head! Yeah. That's what she said. (laughs) 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 Ah, Whoop! Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to end... (laughs) Prostitution, <laughs> dead hookers, child molesting. <laughs> oh no! Shit. Well, uh, that is another well, episode. That's the spookiest episode we've ever done. I actually really enjoyed it, and if you made it this far, congratulations, because this was a shit house of episode. I liked it. I like. It, I like it was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, <laughs> the shit people think up of the like terrifying stories that aren't terrifying. Yes, and be sure to catch us next week for our Eternals review. Yes, it should Hopefully. be out by then. And the internet is currently trying to spoil everything that happens because it's been, like, premiered. So everyone who saw it is like, here's things that happen, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Fuck yes, I'm actively you. avoiding Screen Rant as much as I can. Yes. And it annoys um, me because this week I've got to look up TFE, and Screen Rant always comes up when I'm looking at an article. Yeah. Um, we will see you next week for another episode. Fare you well, travellers of the scary. Yes, and do your own creepypasta research. Yeah, Goodbye. send us more if you want. We'll do another one. Oh, this was fun. See ya.